they have the internet on computers now. You're here to see technology at its most advanced. Start up. I'm up for it. I've got Johnny Liu in the studio for Startup this morning. Now, last week, Johnny, you were talking at PAX Festival. That's yep. a big old gaming festival in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. What happened? What goes down? Okay. It's like pretty much the biggest uh, gaming event in the Australian calendar all year. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it features a whole host of um, international plus local um, developers showing off their wares. Uh, heaps of, uh, you know, competitive gaming as well. Um, so it was a pretty crazy event. Heaps of people dressing up. It yeah. is, um, if you're into gaming, it is the place to be. And when I was there, I was like, I, it was my first time at PAX. I was like, okay, I'm a bit overwhelmed yeah. like, with how much is going on. The mecca of gaming. And I asked you this week, I was like, give us a little bit of a rundown. I want to recap. But you've actually, you've pulled out all stops here. Have I? <laughs> you've, <laughs> you've brought someone from the festival no, into the studio. Great. I have actually, yeah. So I guess one of the standouts uh, from uh, PAX is a game called uh, Rumu. And it's by Sydney developer, uh, by the name of Ali McLean. And she joins us in the studio right now. Hi, Ali. Hi, thank you for having me. Welcome. Now, you did mention Game Runner. I do have to ask first up, what is a game runner? What do you do? Yeah, it's a good question. I think the closest parallel is really like a showrunner on TV. Uh, but it's a little bit different because games are more collaborative and uh, it's, it's a bit of a different process to producing a television show. Uh, being a game runner means that I work collaboratively with our game director and our creative director. And then I sort of take that vision and that message and try and translate it to our pr- programmers and our designers and our artists and our sound designers, our voice actors. So really working across the board on the project. And how did you how did you get into this? Where did it all start for you? I kind of tripped and fell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually started out working in professional cosplay, which is a thing. Uh, and then from there, I moved into community management, marketing, and then eventually into production. And I've been really fortunate to work at Robot House, which is the developer of Rumu. Uh, and at there, they're really passionate about sort of training people and giving people opportunities to do what they want to do and really achieve their dreams. Uh, and luckily, I've been able to do that. We touched on this last week briefly. It's basically a, a vacuum cleaner robot that has feelings. <laughs> I feel like you could potentially, you know, give us the concept of this a bit better. Where did it all come about? Yeah, that's the really the million dollar question. People kept asking that all weekend at PAX and I've been struggling to think of a good answer for it because <laughs> really I've always found robot vacuum cleaners really cute and endearing and I thought they'd be really uh, an interesting vehicle, no pun intended, to tell a story with. Uh, so when the opportunity came about to start pitching ideas at Robot House, I just sort of threw it on the table. Like, what if we made, I don't know, like a spy thriller noir game with like a robot vacuum cleaner, like cleaning up a murder mystery situation? Uh, Unfortunately, the team were able to sort of take that and run with it and really sculpt it into what it became. What's the type of process from, you know, yourself having this idea to then people eventually playing this game? Longevity, you know, what are the different processes that go between that? Yeah, that's a big question. I don't know where to start. Uh, We'll be here forever. (laughs) Essentially, we had uh, a bunch of pitch meetings when we first sort of founded Robot House as a studio, which is a whole different story. Uh, But from there, the team sort of took uh, took the concept and made a bunch of prototypes. So we were able to see, you know, is it fun to play as a robot vacuum to begin with? And then luckily it was. And from there, we sort of created the core mechanics. So cleaning up messes and pushing things around, having a cat ride around on you, all that kind of stuff. And from there, we were able to develop 
develop the narrative uh, and really push the game through multiple different sort of stages of production to where it is now, which is, you know, this beautiful gleaming production with voice actors and an original score and all this stuff. It's kind of surreal to see it now. awesome. Yeah, can you tell me about Rumu's gameplay? So I guess what do you actually do in the game? Yeah, Yeah. so Rumu is a point-and-click adventure, so it's kind of like Monkey Island or Grim Fandango, but, you know, really, really sad and about (laughs) robots. Uh, The whole game takes place within these tiny isometric dioramas, so kind of like a dollhouse set, Uh, and your objective is to discover what happened to Rumu's family, Uh, and you'll do that largely through solving puzzles and hacking into devices and really exploring this home. Is it a human family or a vacuum family? It's a human family, so it's the people who created Rumu, and they programmed him to feel only love which is kind of the moral dilemma of the game because he loves everything and so he's kind of really inherently geared to have his heart broken. Would you say that this is a a game that was built more so on making people feel something or for the actual gameplay itself? It's largely narrative-driven and character-based, so we're really inspired by games like Firewatch and Gone Home that have really fun uh, gameplay, but it's largely about the narrative and the relationships between two characters and making you cry, essentially. And what do you think was, you know, at the time of coming up with this idea for Rumu, what was missing on the market for you? Uh, For us, I think what we really wanted to do was create a really interesting aesthetic to pair with that narrative. So rather than doing it as a first-person game, which Firewatch and Gone Home do beautifully, we sort of wanted to create, see if we could create a sense of intimacy in what essentially is a very empty home. Mm -hmm. So uh, if anyone wants to check out the game and look at the aesthetic, I think we did that really well. Yeah. Definitely. We are hearing from Ali McLean this morning, who is the game runner behind Rumu, one of the standouts at PAX Festival over the weekend. Johnny, you said you played this game and it actually made you kind of emotional. Yeah, I don't, didn't expect to get a little bit, um, just like a little bit teary inside yeah. from a <laughs> robot vacuum cleaner, but I did. I think um, yeah, it's a combination of uh, yeah the subject matter uh, and also that really, that soundtrack I was like kind of really too. It's just like this really kind of soft, minimal um, kind of neoclassical soundtrack, um, and also the the voice um, of the AI, which is Sabrina. Um, yeah, I, I that I, f- I found it really fascinating. Who? Yeah, so I guess we've we've heard that uh, voice before uh, from other games, haven't we, Ali? Yeah. So the, that voice is Allegra Clark, and she was such a joy to work with. You probably know her as Josephine from Dragon Age. She was also in Mass Effect and a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, she's just a, a real powerhouse. We were. We're just so lucky to work with her. Yeah. Um, we were talking about, like, inspirations before and um, I guess this whole question of artificial intelligence and whether it's right to give, um, you know, things, feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can you tell me about some of the conversations you had about the inspirations you had for um, for Rumu? Yeah, for sure. So when we first started working on Rumu, we were a little bit more tongue-in-cheek with it. It was a little bit more comedy-based and it was this big sort of branching narrative where, as I was saying earlier, you could go down into these, like, noir vacuuming storylines and we were all these different ridiculous genres but when we brought in our writer Dan McMahon who people might know from like Forza Horizon or LA Noir uh, he really convinced us to focus and tell the best version of the story which really was this deep exploration of these characters so not only Rumu the vacuum cleaner and Sabrina the house AI but David and Cecily who created them and what was their thought process and what's the morality behind like giving emotions to a device and do they even want them? Yeah, right. I guess the thing that I find interesting 
is that, you know, as someone who's not typically a gamer, I think I really put gaming in a box of, you know, fantasy stuff, action, that kind of thing. Do you think gaming is heading in a direction where we are kind of taking simple household objects or concepts and really making them into a new a new fantasy in itself, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what I'm really passionate about, and I think a lot of people in the indie scene in Australia at the moment are also really passionate about this, is uh, making games more accessible to everyone. And I think that happens when we have a more diverse industry, when we have a more diverse group of people making games who aren't just into big fantasy RPGs. Not that there's anything wrong with them. I love them. I worked on The Witcher. (laughs) But uh, games that everyone can play and everyone can uh, find a way to connect with, even if you're not, uh, don't classify yourself as a gamer per se. Can I, I don't, I might have touched on this earlier. When did this all start? What year? Uh, Robot House. And, yeah. and Rumu. Yeah, so we've been only been working on Rumu for just over a year now, wow. which is a pretty short development cycle, but we're lucky because it's quite a contained narrative and we have a very clear focus of what we want to do with it. And Robot House has been going for about two years now, uh, a little bit less than that, and we released a mobile title before we started working on Rumu. And this is so, you guys are quite young. Was this your first PAX over the weekend? Uh, not our first PAX attending, but it was Robot House's first time ever exhibiting. Wow. So we were pretty overwhelmed to have such a phenomenal response to the title. It was just two of us on the booth with a couple of our interns dropping by to bring us coffee and stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had two laptops and we were so phenomenally underprepared for the incredible response. I mean, we had lines the whole time yeah, from what? when doors opened until like kicking people off on Sunday night. Oh gosh. <laughs> what were some of the reactions from the punters there? My absolute favourite one was people were like yelling at Sabrina. <laughs> so that through the demo, she's kind of clearly misleading you and lying to you a little bit, having a lot of emotional responses. And people were just like, this is not okay. Leave him alone. Leave Rumu alone. <laughs> so yeah, seeing people want to protect Rumu and take care of him was really special because he's so important to all of us. I feel like Rumu would have would have the same reaction in me as Wally or something. Yeah, Aww. yeah, definitely. He's kind of like a little puppy dog, kind of like a little toddler. He's just so cute. The little face, the little noises when he bumps into things. I was going to say it would make a great spin-off toy. You actually had a model there and I was like, <laughs> I want to take that. Yeah, yeah. we had so it. many people threaten to steal our rumour. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, you mentioned that you almost cried playing the demo. Yeah. When and where will it officially be available? Yeah, so we're coming out on Steam before the end of the year. We haven't announced our release date yet, but we will be very, very soon. So if you pay attention to rumugame.com or Rumu tweets on Twitter, rumugame on every other social media, you'll see us posting lots of surprising things over the next few weeks. And what advice would you give to someone who, you know, like yourself, is creative in costuming and gaming and, and I guess, fantasy, wanting to go into an industry like gaming or game running? Yeah, so game development is now more accessible than ever. There are so many free tools online that you can just jump in and actually start making your own games. And that really is my best advice for anyone who wants to work in the industry is just do it. Just start making things, even if it's just like a text adventure in Twine. Uh, you can do it. The tools are all available to you. And also, if you're a young woman or an entry-level woman, I actually also run a mentorship program called The Working Lunch. So if you want help, if you want to be paired with someone more experienced, it's all available to you and we want you to succeed. So there's a place for you. Oh, absolutely. We'll pop links to these at fbiradio.com slash programs if you click on Up For It. That's Ali McLean from Rumu. You can check out that game and more online very soon. Johnny, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I'd love to. Thank you. Pleasure. Ali, all the best. Thank you.